Welcome back to another episode of the Healthy Girl Podcast. I'm so excited to talk to you all today and just answer questions from Instagram. I didn't ask me anything and I answered like 10 of them on my story, but I figured I would save some of the rest to answer in depth on the podcast. I hope everyone's having a good start to their week. I know the beginning of the week can sometimes seem a little daunting and especially Monday. It's like, once you get over to the Monday hump, it's a little better. Tuesday seems like you still have so far to go, but tomorrow's already Wednesday and you're, you're doing a great job. So hope everyone's having a great week. Later this week, we have Ari's sister's wedding. So my sister-in-law, she's getting married and she's getting married in Orlando. So I live in Boca. So Orlando's like a two and a half, three hour drive. And I'm a bridesmaid and I'm so excited. She was a bridesmaid in my wedding. So it's very sweet that I get to be in her wedding party too. So yeah, we're driving there Friday. My parents and my brother are also invited to her wedding. So they're driving with us. They're gonna fly down from Michigan drive in our car and speaking of cars we got a new car yesterday and just a shout out to bmw they have vegan leather so if you're someone who doesn't want animal leather in your car bmw offers a vegan leather so shout out to them um so yeah my parents are going to drive with us and friday is the friday night dinner it's like a gonna be a beautiful shabbat dinner with everyone friday night saturday is just like a chill day hanging out by the pool i can't wait to just relax and then sunday is the wedding i'm so excited i love weddings so much and i have so many coming up this seems to really be wedding season right now and then yeah we get back and then my parents are coming back with us from Orlando and they're going to stay here for a little bit and hang. So all good things coming up, but I feel like this week is just absolutely crazy. You know, before you go somewhere, you always feel like you have a million and one things to do. Somehow the week you're like going on vacation or going out of town, there's always just way more to do than than normal. You know what I mean? Okay, without further ado, let's get into all your questions. I'm just, I'm going to answer a bunch of random ones. There, there isn't like a specific topic for this, but all of you were asking me about the things you normally ask. Veganism, your diet, plant-based cooking, uh, my relationship with my husband. Uh, let's see what else we have here. Recipe suggestions beauty suggestions, skincare recommendations. So I'm just going to get into everything and answer the questions I didn't get to answer on Instagram. Starting with, let's see here. Do you worry about eating too much tofu? I have done my own research, but I want your opinion. No, I personally don't worry about eating too much tofu. There's so much research out there that tofu is actually extremely beneficial for your health. It's a great source of plant-based protein. It has magnesium, potassium, and it's made from soybeans, which are just great for your health. Some of the longest living people in the world are, are known to eat copious amounts of tofu. For example, people in you know small towns in Japan, they eat a lot of tofu, miso, um, edamame and tofu is great for your health. If you personally, if you have a, an allergy to soy, that's, you know, obviously you need to stay away from it. But if you don't, tofu is a great option to include in your diet. I have tofu probably three to four times a week and I love it. 
Okay, and that question was from Veggie Queen. Thanks, Veggie Queen. How did you start a vegan diet? It seems a bit overwhelming. What ingredients are the most important? Okay, this is from Kimberlyn. Hey, Kimberlyn. So how do you start a vegan diet? I have a whole podcast episode just on this question, but I'm gonna give like three tangible tips right now for starting a vegan diet. One being you need to make sure your environment supports your goals. So if you have a ton of non-vegan and non-plant-based products in your fridge and pantry, then how do you expect to eat a plant-based diet? You know, so I would say, Make sure, you know, eat everything that's in your fridge, finish that out, finish what's in your pantry. And then next, when you go grocery shopping, start grocery shopping fully plant-based and make a grocery list before you go so that you're prepared. That's another one of my great tips. Like don't just go to the grocery store without a plan. So make a list, make a meal plan for the week. You know, I have a ton of recipes. There's so many vegan food bloggers out there. Figure out some recipes that you want to make for the week ahead and just start one one week at a time. Don't overwhelm yourself. Just think, okay, I'm gonna, I wanna be plant-based. I'm gonna think about this next week. Plan out your meals, make that grocery list, make sure your fridge and your pantry are cleaned out and ready to go. And I would say also make sure that you just know that it's not about being perfect and if you let's say you, you want to start a vegan diet it's going great you know you have a full day of eating plant-based and the next day you you know you eat something that's not plant-based that's fine it's okay just move on the next meal is another opportunity where you can eat plant-based again so don't feel like you are gonna fail or mess up all you can do is try your best but yeah you need to start with a plan and you need to go to the grocery store with your plan for that week. And then what ingredients are most important? Stick to the basics. I would say, number one, the basics are the healthiest. So I mean like whole foods. Like I'm, I'm talking about whole grains, legumes like beans, lentils, fruits, veggies, nuts and seeds, um, vegetables, fruit, potatoes, squashes, like all the things you'd find in the produce section and, you know, whole grains and stuff like that, not a vegan packaged chicken nugget. Does that make sense? So start with the basics, start with healthy unprocessed ingredients and make recipes out of that. I would say those ingredients are the most important in a plant-based diet. So again, like whole grains, like brown rice, quinoa, farro, um, and then like whole wheat, so like a whole, getting like whole wheat pasta is great for meals. Make sure you get like a, a great whole wheat bread so you can make sandwiches or toast. And then beans, again, chickpeas, black beans, lentils, white beans, there are so many different kinds of beans. And then all kinds of potatoes and squashes, there's so many different kinds of potatoes from like Japanese sweet potatoes, yams, regular sweet potatoes, Yukon gold potatoes, Idaho potatoes, so many potatoes they're even purple potatoes they actually they come from nature and you cut them open and they are literally bright purple potatoes they're beautiful and they taste so good and then nuts and seeds so all kinds of nuts almonds cashews brazil nuts pecans walnuts you name it any nuts you like i encourage you to try some new nuts maybe that you haven't tried before seeds 
sunflower seeds, pumpkin seeds, hemp seeds, chia seeds, flax seeds, and then fruits and vegetables. And, you know, vegan protein like tofu, tempeh, those are really the ingredients you should focus on. And then the other things like, you know, maybe vegan feta cheese that's like a little more processed or veggie burgers, like some of those more processed items, think of those as like a complement to your diet and not your full diet. Make sense? Okay. Next question. Does a juicy ribeye steak or pulled beef sandwich ever appeal to you? Interesting question. No. Um, I never loved meat. Meat was not my favorite food. If my mom told me we were having meat for dinner, I was so disappointed. I was fine with having fish or even like chicken. I didn't mind that much, but I just, meat was never my thing. If my mom told me that we were having burgers for dinner, I would be so sad because dinner was my favorite meal of the day and I'd always look forward to my mom's cooking. And then, but like my mom was in charge of the meals every night. It's not like she really like asked us what was for dinner. It was like we were playing, doing our homework and she'd be like, guys, like come down for dinner. And, And then it would be a surprise what we were having. If it was me, I was so sad. So I don't know if I'm the one to ask. I think most people love me and a lot of vegans go you know, vegan for ethical purposes, the environment, or, you know, for ethical reasons, they might still love meat, the smell of it, the taste of it, and they still might crave it even when they're vegan. So that's a very valid question. But to me, no, I don't crave meat. But I think what really helps, and and for people who are eating plant-based and find themselves craving meat, I would make sure that you're eating hearty meals. So don't just have a salad. Make sure that you're making like vegan bolognese. Make big fat vegan burritos, like make sure you're eating a substantial amount and make sure you're eating hearty meals. And I think that really does help because meat is hearty. It's filling. It has a lot of protein. So make sure that your meals have a lot of protein and that they feel filling enough. And I find that when people do that, when they're eating plant-based, they find to be really successful and that they don't crave meat that much. There's also so many meat alternatives now that are identical tasting to regular meat the impossible burger if you love a burger but you know you're vegan for or plant-based for whatever reason they literally taste exactly like meat now is it healthy no is it identical to me in taste and texture yes i was honestly so freaked out when i tasted impossible burgers for the first time i just couldn't believe how much it tasted like meat so if you're really really craving it and having like a, a bean burrito just isn't doing it for you then have some meat substitutes that's totally fine I love Daring Chicken. I talk about it all the time. It's the best vegan chicken. It's Daring, D-A-R-I-N-G, chicken. And I think it's at Whole Foods, Sprouts, Walmart, Frozen Section. So good if you love chicken and are missing it. And they sell vegan chicken nuggets, all kinds of different vegan burgers, all kinds of different vegan chicken. So I would just go to the grocery store and see what you can find. How long have you been eating vegan? Okay, I've been vegan for over seven years now, which is so crazy. I was a freshman in college when I first started my journey, and I also um, have an episode about that if you want to hear more in depth. Okay, this is another question I get all all the time is, do you have a cookbook? I don't yet, but all I can say is be patient. I hear you guys, and I, I know you want a healthy girl cookbook. 
Okay, next up, is it expensive to be vegan? So it can be. One, it depends where you're shopping. So if you're doing all of your grocery shopping at Erewhon in LA, then yeah, it's gonna be a little expensive. But if you're doing all your grocery shopping at Kroger, Walmart, Costco, like if you're being smart about where you're getting your groceries from, you can make it extremely cost-effective. Number two, it also depends on what kinds of ingredients you're buying. So if you're buying all the fancy artisan packaged vegan products like vegan ravioli that's $10 for the container or, you know, artisan vegan cheeses. I literally, you guys, I bought a vegan cheese today. So here's the thing. I'm embarrassed because I paid $12 for vegan cheese, but it's my favorite vegan cheese in the whole world. It's the Miyoko's Farmhouse Smoked Cheese. Such a treat. And I thought that they stopped selling it because Whole Foods always has it and they ran, they for some reason, I, I started seeing that they were out of it on a consistent basis, and then I just like never saw it again. But today, I went to this organic market by my apartment, and I spotted this cheese, and I made a beeline for it, and I rang it up so fast. I was so excited, and then I saw that it was $12, but it's fine. I treated myself to a wheel of my favorite vegan cheese. But again, if you're consistently buying $12 cheeses, then that'll make your grocery bill a little bit more expensive. So as I was saying, when we had the question about what to shop for and what ingredients are the most important, all the basics, the nuts, the seeds, the legumes, the the pastas, the whole grains, veggies, fruit, like keeping it to those foods will keep your grocery bill a lot cheaper. And also like, look out for deals, go to your local farmer's markets. A lot of the time farmer's market produce is less expensive depending on where you are. So I would just do a little research in your area, like see what grocery stores have the best deals on produce and, and make it work. I would recommend following my friend, Tony, her account is on Instagram. It's at plant-based on a budget and she has all kinds of resources for eating plant-based on a budget, and I'm actually gonna have her on the podcast soon, and we're gonna dive deep into this whole topic, so stay tuned for that. Next, what made you become a vegan? So I became vegan, well, I should say I started eating a plant-based diet for health reasons in college. I just wasn't feeling well. I was feeling sick after eating. So initially it was really for health reasons, but it soon became for the animals as well and for the environment. And now I'm uh, an ethical vegan through and through. I love animals, obsessed with animals. I can't imagine ever eating them. So to me, I could never, like people ask me if I would ever consider eating meat again, or if I ever have cheat days and no, I'm always vegan, but it's because this is a moral and ethical decision for me. Next question. Okay, so you someone said on your food on on your food dislike list, why don't you like water chestnuts or mini corns? Okay. So I posted if you missed this, someone asked me what food what foods I would never eat and I actually keep a list on my phone. I made it years ago just for the question when someone says, "Are there any foods you don't like?" I always could like never think of any, so I started this list on my phone so it would, would have easy access when someone asked me that question. And I posted it and two things on my food dislike list are water chestnuts 
and mini baby corns that they put in like Asian food. Okay, I gotta go on a little rant about these two disgusting items. No offense if you like them, but they're gross to me. One, water chestnuts, the texture, I can't get past. I I feel like it's like styrofoam, mealy between your teeth. Like I just, the texture is not something I ever wanna come across in my food. And then mini corns, just like I'd rather eat regular corn. Like I love corn on the cob, don't love baby corns. They just have a weird flavor, a weird texture. They almost taste fake to me. Are they even a real food? Like is it a corn when it's in its infancy? Like when a corn first starts growing, they just like pick it and then can it and make baby canned corn. Someone let me know where mini corns come from. Okay, but I have to say they should be abolished because they're not the best. Next question. What is your favorite dish I can make in my crock pot? Simple yet delicious, what would it be? Okay, in your crock pot, I would make, I feel like chili is a very generic answer, but I would make my healthy girl 20 minute chili it is the best but it would be so good if you put it in the crock pot and just let it sit all day and then top it with my healthy girl sour cream if you go to my blog healthygirlkitchen.com i have a vegan sour cream recipe that you can make in five minutes at home in your blender put that on the chili with like some avocado maybe some red onion so good okay jen asks hi jen she goes what should i make for my dinner party Oh, no, kidding, not party. She said, what should I make for dinner for me and my picky partner? Okay, Jen, I'm sorry you have a picky partner that makes things a little rough, but I think you should make some kind of pasta dish because everyone loves pasta. And I have a penne a la vodka recipe on my blog that everyone is obsessed with. Anytime I make it for anyone, whether they're vegan or meat eater, they love it. So go to my blog healthygirlkitchen.com and type in penne, vegan penne a la vodka. And that's what you should make for dinner. And I think your picky partner is going to love it. Let me know how it goes. Send me a DM, maybe send some pictures of it too. Okay. Miranda asks, what deodorant would you recommend? Okay. I've tried a lot of natural deodorants in my years and my favorite, favorite, favorite number one is native. I find it works the best. It smells good. First of all, I've had some nasty smelling natural deodorants. Their scents are amazing. The coconut vanilla, the eucalyptus, the cucumber mint, so good. They're cruelty-free. They're vegan. They stop you from sweating and they make you smell good. So native is my number one. I would highly, highly, highly recommend them. Okay. Someone said, how do you create and come up with your recipes? Oh, and this is from Alyssa. Hi, Alyssa. Okay, I create and come up with my recipes in a variety of different ways. One being, I'm always looking on Instagram and TikTok for inspiration. Um, So, you know, I always am like getting ideas from other food creators. But overall, it's just recipes that I would normally make for myself for lunch or for dinner. And then I share them with you. Like these are just like simple, 
easy recipes that anyone can make. Like when I post a bowl recipe with just like rice, tofu, sweet potatoes, chickpeas, and greens, like that's something that I just put together for lunch. But then I'm like, well, I think everyone would love this. I've realized it doesn't need to be something complicated that I share with you guys. It, I find you all really love the simple, easy recipes that can be thrown together in like 20 minutes. So that's what I share. And I just, I really, I think for hours about recipes that I want to bring to you because I really, I put so much thought behind them and I want, I want them to be easy. I want them to be accessible. So I, I really try to make sure that the ingredients I'm including are ingredients that can be found, um, you know, worldwide. You know, if I do a recipe with like rice, vegetables, beans, like those can be pretty easily found. Um, I'm trying to use very like, not normal, but very like accessible vegetables and fruits and, and things that people can find in just their regular grocery store and just show like, you don't need to shop anywhere fancy to make plant-based meals. And I really try to craft my recipes that way. Um, and then at the same time, I really try to veganize everyone's favorite traditional dishes and just make them a healthier plant-based version. So like, I have a vegan potato salad recipe, but instead of using mayonnaise, I use avocado. And I, I have like vegan lasagna recipes, vegan tacos, vegan mac and cheese. So I take people's favorites and then I just veganize them. So that's pretty much the process. Um, I do a lot, a lot of brainstorming. And oftentimes I'll like think of something really late at night and like wake Ari up and like I get so excited when I think of a recipe and I do my best thinking at night. I, for some reason, I'm such a night owl that at like midnight, I'm coming up with my best ideas. <laughs> Someone asked for my phone number. Sorry. I don't think my husband would like that very much. Um, okay. A lot of questions about tips for hair health. I'm going to give a couple. Everyone said, how is your hair so shiny? What's your hair care routine? I want to start off by just saying I've always had this hair. My mom has very thick, dark brown hair, and I just get it from her. My hair is very thick naturally, um, but I do a couple things that help to keep it healthy and shiny. Um, I, I don't put heat to it too much, maybe like once or twice a week. I eat a lot of healthy fats. I think that's so important in a vegan diet and in any diet, nuts, seeds, avocado, coconut, olive oil, avocado oil, um, that really helps with hair health. Use a good quality shampoo and conditioner. Um, ingredients really matter in those kinds of products. Like girls, don't get your shampoo and conditioner from the dollar store. Okay. It's going to strip your hair of its natural oils, all kinds of fragrances, chemicals, and things that just are not good for maintaining, um, a healthy scalp and healthy hair. I've been loving Olaplex. Um, the, the Olaplex I have is cruelty-free and vegan, and it's, uh, you know, very simple. Like there's no colors or any like artificial dyes and the shampoo is really concentrated. So you only need a very small amount and it lasts for a long time. It's on the more expensive end, but I find my hair is so hydrated when I use it. It's not dry, but it's also it lasts a while between blowouts. So I know my hair isn't getting too oily. I just find that the Olaplex shampoo and conditioner works really well. 
I use a heat protectant before I blow it out, which I think everyone needs to get if you don't use a heat protectant. I really like the Moroccan oil one and I like the, I think uh, Dry Bar has one too that I really like. And I use a blowout uh, brush. So I had the Revlon, but I just got the Bondi Boost one and I really like it. So I would recommend a blow dry brush, but use heat protectant before you use it. And that's really, it's really my hair care routine. I also use silk scrunchies instead of ponytails so that there's no breakage. I think that's been like a total game changer. Okay, let's see here. I'm gonna do a couple more questions. This is fun. I love, I love interacting with you guys and answering your questions because I, I honestly like wouldn't know you, what you would want to hear unless I asked you, right? Oh, here's a good one. Favorite restaurants in Boca and Delray. So that's where I live, Boca Raton in Florida. So if you live here or if you're ever visiting, I'm going to give a couple of my favorite suggestions. I'm also going to give like some Miami suggestions because that's close by and I feel like more people are uh, most likely to go to Miami. Favorite restaurant here is Planta. They also have um, locations all over. So look up if Planta's in your area. P-L-A-N-T-A, Planta. Favorite vegan restaurant of all time. It's so good. You guys know I tag them in my stories all the time because I'm there uh, quite often. It's delicious. Get the truffle udon noodles because that's my death row meal. The sushi is a 10 out of 10. Honestly, the best sushi I've ever had the um carbonara the vegan carbonara i'm trying to think what else if you have so they have planta restaurants and then they also have planta queen if it's a planta queen then it's like all asian inspired um the noodles like all of their noodles are so good i recently just got the chili peanut noodles and the dandan noodles so good so so good i'll um I'll always order noodles at a restaurant because it's my favorite. Okay, Planta's number one. Number two, okay, well, this is in West Palm, so it's not really Boca that's like 30 minutes away, but Christopher's Kitchen in West Palm is so yummy. It's all organic and plant-based, and it's just fresh. It's just always good. It's consistently good. I've never had a bad meal at Christopher's. And my favorite things to order there are the Pad Thai, the Fettuccine Alfredo, which both are also gluten-free. Um, what else? The pizzas there are really good too. The Bianco Verde pizza and the barbecue pizza are delish. And, oh my God, what are some of my other? I love Pliables. It's like a smoothie bowl place. I'm addicted to it. I actually went through a period where I ate it every day for like three weeks and then Ari was like, you need to calm down. So I don't have it as much anymore, but I'm obsessed with it. Like if I'm going to get a smoothie bowl, it's now at Pliables. And then I really like fourth generation. It's a really cute organic market in Boca and... They just have a great lunch cafe and I love their sandwiches and wraps for lunch. So hopefully that helps you out if you're in the area. Oh, and then Pura Vida too in West Palm and Miami. I love, love, love Pura Vida. So good. Um, okay, let's see. 
Someone said, can you make more gluten-free recipes? I wanted to touch on this because I want you to know all of my recipes that I put out are gluten-free optional. So if I do a pasta recipe, just use gluten-free pasta. If I do a pizza recipe, use a gluten-free crust. If I'm doing some kind of toast, do a gluten-free bread, like adapt it to make it gluten-free. Um, but pretty much everything I do, you can make gluten-free. I really can't think of anything that you can't. If I do something like couscous, like couscous is not gluten-free, just do like quinoa or some other small grain. But everything is always adaptable to be completely gluten-free because I know I have a lot of gluten-free girlies following me. I eat like a lot of gluten-free options by default and I'm like gluten-free a lot of the time, but I'm not gluten-free. I actually got... Um, like testing done through my functional medicine doctor and I'm not sensitive to gluten at all. I'm completely fine when I have gluten. It doesn't really affect me. So, I mean, thank God. I'm, I mean, my favorite foods are like pasta bread, all of those carby things. But if you are gluten-free, just adapt my recipes or send me a message if you have any questions. Okay. Do you ever think you'll eat animal products again in your life? Um, Wow, that is quite the question. No, not on purpose. I, I accidentally eat animal products probably all the time without even realizing it because restaurants mess up or like if I go to someone's house and they told me something's vegan, but it's not. But like, honestly, it's just about trying your best. Okay. Couple more here. Oh my God, there's so many. Which ones do I answer? Okay. Someone said, can you show me a behind the scenes of your camera tripod setup for recipes? I've always been curious. So I'll just tell, I'll post a picture, but what I have is a tripod and I have an arm on my tripod that has um, a holder for my iPhone. And then I film by my window so that, and then I take the tripod and just adjust it to be, you know, facing the counter. So yeah, I would just say order a tripod with an arm on Amazon and make sure it has a holder for your phone and you're good to go. You're good to start creating content. Okay, next up, someone asked, your skin is like butter. Can you share your skincare routine? Yes, I would love to share my skincare routine. Thank you so much. That is such a big compliment. I was always super self-conscious of my skin. I'd never had great skin growing up. I... In high school, I had really bad acne. When I got to Florida, I was diagnosed with rosacea. I have a humidity-induced rosacea, which is just great, you know? I mean, of course, like I moved to Florida and I'm basically like triggered by, my skin's triggered by the humidity. So, okay, keep in mind though, like when I'm posting videos when I'm in my stories, I have makeup on. So keep that in mind. But thank you. I have a very rigorous skincare routine. I never, I never not do it. I could literally be blackout drunk and I'd still try to manage to do my skincare routine. So I have a morning routine and a night routine. They're different and they serve different purposes. One, in the morning, I wash my face, but I don't wash it with soap or face wash. I just use water. So I rinse, I just splash my face with water, pat it dry. Um, if you use face wash twice a day, I think it can just be too stripping on your skin and really dry it out. And then I use my rosacea cream. Then I do a vitamin C serum, which really helps with like protect, protecting against sun damage. It's great for hyperpigmentation. 
And then I do a moisturizer with SPF. Make sure you wear an SPF during the day. If you want to prevent wrinkles and aging and fine lines, please put on your SPF every single day. I promise you it will save your skin and doing it preventatively, you'll be so thankful that you did it. At night, I wash my face with a good cleanser. I'm loving the Glossier cleansers right now. And then I do my rosacea cream for at night, my prescription rosacea cream. And then I do um, a serum from Drunk Elephant that has lactic acid in it, which is really good for um, like a chemical exfoliation. So it just is really good for cell turnover and great for keeping your skin like youthful and bouncy and plump. And then lastly, a moisturizer at night to just seal everything in, lock in all your products and hydrate your skin. It's so important. And that's my skincare routine. And I would just say, find what works for you. Either go to an esthetician and, you know, they can help you kind of figure out your skin type, recommend products, or, you know, go to your dermatologist, but everyone has different skin. So it works for me. Isn't necessarily going to work for you. Um, and kind of base your skincare around what, what works for you. Okay. A couple more questions. Okay. Katie said, I love your page. You use an app to edit your videos. I use an app called splice and it's great for editing videos. I love it. I think it's very user-friendly and I've been using that for two years. We have a couple more questions here. Oh my God. You guys have so many questions. Okay. What's your height? I'm five, two. I think a lot of people are surprised when I say that because I think for some reason on camera, everyone looks a little bit taller than they are in, in person, but yeah, I'm five, two. My mom is five, four. My dad is five, eight. So I don't come from the tallest family, but my lovely husband is six feet tall. So our kids might have some height to them. Okay. Daisy asked, do you think women should do the cooking in the house for the family? Um, I think you have to do what works for you and your family and like what works for your schedule. I don't think across the board, there should be a rule that like women should do the cooking in the house for the family. I think that's like a very, um, 1950s mindset. I think, um, in this day and age, gender roles look so different and women um, now have jobs and they're working and um, they aren't necessarily the ones cooking all day and making the food for the family. So I would, I would say have a discussion with your partner and figure out what works for you. Maybe you cook three nights, he cooks three nights, and then you go out the next night or maybe he's an amazing cook and you are not the best cook and he's like you know what i got this i'm gonna be the one cooking which is great maybe you love cooking and he's not a good cook and you don't mind doing it that's great then then do the cooking i think you have to have a conversation with your partner and like see what works for you if you have older kids maybe they want to participate and they want to help cook dinner too so i would say do what works for you and your family someone asked is it hard for you to come up with plant-based meals on a daily basis? So I would say if this is something that you're struggling with, like coming up with meal ideas, I would say one, like prepare at the beginning of the week and make um, a grocery list that is based on meal ideas. So come up with a bunch of recipes like breakfast, lunches, dinners, and snacks, and then make your grocery list around the meals you wanna make. Um, at this point, eating plant-based is like so natural to me and it's, very 
it's just become a part of my daily routine and I just know what meals to make. We kind of have our favorites in our rotation. So I would say find your favorites, make make a list on your phone. Like every time you make a, a meal that you love, write it down on a note in your phone and then you can go back when you're kind of having trouble deciding what to make. You can go back to that note and decide what what meal to have and then you'll have a running list of all kinds of meal ideas oh wait hold on i lied i'm answering one more question someone asked is everyone in your family vegan i definitely want to touch on this before we end okay so i'm vegan my husband ari is vegan ari's mom is fully plant-based um ari's dad is probably at this point 90 percent eating plant-based, which is incredible. He was like a huge meat eater before, but we, we've gotten him on the bandwagon. Bob, if you're listening, you know, you, you know, you love eating vegan these days. And then my mom is like 99% plant-based. She eats salmon sometimes, but she, she's mainly plant-based. And then my dad, we're working on my dad. We're really, he's a work in progress. He was very, proud of himself the other day he told me he's been (laughs) he told me he's been adding oak milk into his coffee and I'm like do you mean oat milk and he's like yeah yeah oat milk like Ari and I were dying he's like he's like oh yeah I've been drinking that oak milk (laughs) he's so cute oh my god I love him so Richard has been adding oat milk not oak milk into his coffee instead of uh like dairy creamer and he's so proud of himself and please excuse the train going by and then my dad like he really he eats vegan dinners for the most part just because my mom is cooking and she's vegan so she's making him plant-based meals but we've got to work on richard's lunches because he really is into his like processed deli meat so and he loves hot dogs like if my dad sees a hot dog stand i mean he's the first in line so we're working on him but overall he like loves to take care of his health my brother definitely not vegan um and then like my aunt is vegan um and then like my first cousin's vegan so like a lot of people in my family are vegan but we still have some people that we're working on okay this was so fun i loved answering all of your questions please if you're listening to this podcast and you like it if you could rate and subscribe and leave a review it would literally mean so much to me it's so helpful for new podcasts uh, to leave ratings so if you guys could just rate it it would it would literally mean so much to me and make sure you subscribe so that you never miss an episode and um yeah i love you guys and i'll talk to you next week bye